Hello and welcome to a special New Year's edition of Tungsudo Focus, a podcast concerning all things related to the Korean martial art of Tungsudo. I'm your host, Master Steve Paterini, and I decided to take a moment to reflect on the past year of 2023 and look forward to the upcoming year of 2024 in this episode. Now, full disclosure, I am not a fan of New Year's resolutions. I find that they often go by the wayside. You make that resolution uh, during the revelry of uh, New Year's Eve uh, night and parties and such or the next morning. And uh, within a week or two, you realize it's just cold and dark January days. You're barely holding your life together at work or school. And then you bury yourself under a comforter and binge Netflix at night instead of going to the gym or losing 20 pounds or volunteering more in your community, whatever it was your particular uh, self-improvement goal for the year was. So while I am not a fan of New Year's resolutions, I think January 1st is a great time to set goals for the upcoming year and your Tungsudo training and in your life in general. It's also a good time to look back on the previous year. Uh, if you had set goals, how did those work out? Did you achieve them? Uh, to what degree did you achieve them? And uh, what incomplete goals or uh, aspirations do you have from the prior year that might carry over into the upcoming year? So before we talk about setting goals for 2024, I'd like to review the year 2023, which in some ways was a good year for me, in some ways was bad. I certainly had my share of uh, injuries and uh, setbacks in Tungsudo and challenges both uh, professionally and uh, personally. But I think that looking back on the year, the biggest thing that stands out in terms of Tungsudo would be the fact that I started this podcast in July of 2023. Now, I want you, my listeners, to know that podcasting was completely new to me in July of 2023. Uh, I certainly had listened to podcasts before. I certainly had experience with digital media, having been a technology education teacher for almost 23 years. But I had never sat down and tried to create content like this. And uh, there was definitely a learning curve. And as I listened back to some of the earlier episodes, uh, much as when you watch video of yourself doing forms uh, from your early stages of your training, it is cringeworthy. And in, in other words, you look back and you go, oh, geez, I can't believe what a terrible job I was doing back then. Uh, but apparently uh, there was some value to it. People enjoyed it. Uh, I have received uh, by the end of 2023 over 600 downloads. And uh, I'm pretty sure that they weren't all done by bots. And I am really stoked to be able to tell you that according to my Buzzsprout stats, I have actually had downloads in North America, which makes sense where I'm broadcasting and recording and have my Tungsudo roots. Also South America, Europe, Africa, Asia, and Oceania. 
So apparently there are people in Sydney, Australia, uh, the Netherlands, all around the planet listening to this uh, humble podcast that I'm throwing together here. And uh, that just astounds me. And I, I could not be more grateful for your kind attention. And I hope that I'm bringing some value into your life and to your Tungsido journey. Uh, I really look forward to continuing this production. And I would ask you if you have any comments, any ideas for future episodes, I have set up a email at tsdfocus at gmail.com. And I'd love to hear from you, uh, your comments, your thoughts, uh, suggestions. And I guess as time moves on, my goal is to include more content that is more in the vein of interviews with high level Tungsido practitioners and tapping into their knowledge base as well as just my own. But I just cannot thank you, my listeners, enough for the time you've given me this year and uh, for sticking with me uh, as I go through my growing pains as a beginning podcaster. And uh, hopefully the product will continue to improve. Now, one of my upcoming episodes that is already recorded and in the can ready to go I believe it's number 14. It's called Tungsido by the Numbers. And I am a bit of a number geek and I like statistics. And I talk about how we can use that in uh, our Tungsido training to improve our performance and to set and reach goals. And there's a section in there where I talk about keeping track of the number of classes you've taken in a given year, uh, simply in a journal or on your phone app, in the notes app or on your calendar. And uh, as much as your instructors keep track of your attendance in classes for advancement purposes, personally, I encourage you to write down, keep track of how many classes, how many tournaments, uh, testings, things like that that you do throughout a year. And uh, using that as just a benchmark, you can compare year on year. You've been doing this 26, 27 years like me. You know, okay, well, last year I had 105 classes, uh, but I was sick that whole month with COVID. So uh, I'd like to try to get to 120 this year. And in fact, uh, 120 was my goal this year. That's 10 classes per month. And I was right on track to do it until I had a... Uh, pretty serious injury that required surgical intervention. And uh, uh, that has knocked me down to, I think I hit 91 this year, uh, which is uh, <laughs> disappointing to me. I think uh, during the height of COVID, when we were doing Zoom classes and stuff, I got as low as 87. I think that uh, two classes a week is pretty standard and that people uh, need that for their minimum uh, to advance in Tungsido. Uh, but listen, life happens. I understand any training you can get in is better than uh, not training at all. Uh, but tracking it month on month. Oh, geez, I was a little light in March. Let me try and pick up my numbers in April. Uh, our studio actually started putting on a, on a whiteboard, kind of a leaderboard of who got the most classes in each month. Uh, Master Stickle put that up and uh, encouraged friendly uh, competition and rivalry between students to see who would gain the most classes. And uh, that was... Uh, that was a good way to encourage and motivate students to get their feet on the floor in the dojong, which is always beneficial. So in terms of setting goals for 2024, I would say, how many classes do you want to get in? That would be the, the first goal I would have you set. And by the way, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this uh, concept, but the difference between a dream and a goal is that a goal is a dream you wrote down. So when you write down 
in your notes app, on a piece of paper, in a notebook, in a journal, what your goal for the upcoming year is, it becomes much more tangible and viable than if you just go, yeah, this year I want to get 120 classes. Um, putting it down and the physical act of writing it or typing it is going to make it much more likely to occur. So after addressing the number of classes you set as a goal for the upcoming year, I think the next main goal would deal with rank or advancement. Uh, what's your current rank? Uh, have you received your Don ranking yet? What's it going to take to get you to that next testing situation? And what do you need to work on in the meantime so that when you are in that test situation, uh, you represent well and that you actually perform at a level that makes yourself feel good and also impresses your teachers and your instructors and your senior students to the point where they feel comfortable moving you on to that next rank. It's not just some sort of an uh, attendance certificate, so to speak, where it's just because you've showed up for the requisite classes. Uh, the, the whispering that's going on behind the benches and people are looking, wow, they're really bringing it today. I really like their technique. Uh, and you need to have some sort of self uh, self-criticism or reflection on your own practice uh, and figure out what it is you need to work on. Is it your flexibility? Is it your endurance? Uh, is sparring your weak point? Uh, do you need to uh, work on your self-defense techniques, your host and soul? Uh, what form is it that you stumble on the most? Uh, are you starting a learning a new form that is challenging to you and what's it going to take to lock that form down so you're ready for the next level of advancement? Uh, these are all things that again you can set, uh, you don't have to set a million goals but two or three, a half a dozen things that you want to try to accomplish throughout the year Again, writing them down, putting them on a piece of paper in the notes app, uh, in a document or an email that you send to yourself, that's going to really help to manifest these things. So having more technical goals such as uh, learning forms or working on technique that's going to allow you to perform better and perhaps advance to that next rank. Uh, sometimes just simple physical goals uh, such as uh, maybe you want to do uh, 20 push-ups every day uh, for the you know whatever the the first six months and see what kind of gains that gets you. Uh, maybe you're working on getting that full split stretch. Uh, maybe you're trying to drop 10 or 15 or 20 pounds because you know that'll give you better speed and endurance and you're sparring. Whatever those things are, once again, write these goals down. Set them up for the year to give yourself something to look at and encourage yourself when things get hard because that's the problem with goals is uh, setting them is the easy part attaining them requires constant uh, consistency and uh, training that it's hard and we know that life gets in the way and there's plenty of excuses and reasons why you don't reach your goals but writing them down uh, makes you more likely to commit to these uh, achievements that you're planning to have throughout the year and as we talked about reflecting on the prior year. Next year at New Year's, you can look back at the goals you wrote down. How'd you do? Did you achieve three of your six things you wrote down? Did you achieve any of them? Uh, if you ticked off all of them, congratulations. That's a pretty impressive uh, personal uh, development feat. 
but uh, I think having a record somewhere of these, and you don't need to share it with other people, although I understand that when you share your goals and talk about them with other people, either on social media or in person, it gives you a level of commitment where you don't want to let them down. You say, hey, listen, you know, I'm going to try and lose 20 pounds by uh, summertime, and you tell everyone about it, then when you're hitting a plateau and you're getting discouraged and you want to go bury your face in a plate full of brownies, maybe you're just like, I don't, I don't want to have those people be let down or, or think less of me because I told them that this was what my goal was. Uh, so that's a personal choice, I guess, whether you share your goals with others, but writing them down is uh, paramount importance for you to achieve these, uh, these things that you want to do in your Tung Sado and personal life. There is an old saying, doctor heal thyself, which basically means uh, take your own medicine or your own advice and uh, lead by example, take action instead of just talking and pontificating about things. So I guess uh, this is my time for me to share my goals for the upcoming year with you, my listeners, and uh, hopefully that'll give me some level of accountability in 2024. Uh, in terms of Tungsudo Focus, the podcast, uh, I think I have three goals. The first would be to cut down on the number of ums and ahs that I say during the podcast. I know it's a terrible habit, and as I listen back to my recordings, when I catch myself doing it, uh, I find myself, if I can be become more aware of it, I can cut it down significantly. But still, it's pretty annoying, and that is a thing that I think differentiates professional podcasters and speakers from somebody who's just being conversational. The ums and the ahs have to go. And that is one of my personal goals for this upcoming year. I would say that another goal in terms of Tungsudo Focus would be to absolutely have more episodes with guests that uh, I interview and bring their breadth of knowledge of Tungsudo to this podcast and to share with my listeners. And that's something I'm very much looking forward to. And I'm already put the wheels in motion to start to have more of those episodes uh, in the pipeline. Uh, hopefully this spring and summer, you'll get to benefit from that. And uh, another thing from the kind of more technical end of podcasting, I've been watching a lot of uh, tutorials on starting a successful podcast and the idea of monetization or actually making a little bit of money off of this podcast. Uh, while I don't intend to get rich, I have expenses such as my uh, video editing subscription, my podcast hosting subscription, the equipment I've bought. Uh, I'm not even asking to be reimbursed for the time I spend doing this because it is definitely a labor of love and something I would do anyway. But uh, many podcasters have encouraged beginners such as myself to reach out in such a way to somebody that, hey, if I were sitting down with you and you listened to my podcast and, and you thought it was a great thing, you might buy me a cup of coffee or take me out to lunch because you are appreciative of the work I've done and you want to support me. And uh, simply asking for that, uh, certainly it's not required and the uh, content will uh, never be behind a paywall uh, in, in terms of this uh, main Tungsudo Focus podcast. Uh, as if I have anything to say about it, don't be surprised if at some point in the future, uh, there's some kind of a commercial read or a request to action. And uh, I think that that's a reasonable thing to do. I certainly spend a lot of time working on this and uh, I feel that I, I hope that this is bringing value to you and that you're enjoying this. 
as much as you would something you might uh, get on the uh, other media outlets that you, uh, you subscribe to. So to wrap this episode up, I think I need to talk about my Tung Sudo goals for the year. And certainly having had surgery in October for a torn pectoral tendon and still being uh, in the midst of recovery from that with physical therapy and just mostly uh, the, the waiting, as Tom Petty likes to say, is the hardest part. Uh, over time, I'm making small and incremental gains. Uh, I had originally set myself a goal of perhaps St. Patrick's Day 2024 to be able to swing a sword or a uh, staff again. And that might be just a little optimistic, but my goal is to return to my full uh, range of motion and strength. And uh, sad as it is to uh, have this setback, but being able to return to the level I was training at before the injury, I think that alone would be a pretty significant uh, accomplishment and achievement. And uh, that's something that I'm going to be working towards. So that would be my goal. Number one would be to uh, return to training at my uh, previous level pre-injury. And then the classic New Year's resolution to lose weight uh, that a lot of people make and a lot of people don't achieve. Uh, I've had, because of the injury, because of my inability to continue to train and work out and perhaps some uh, eating uh, my self-pity away, uh, listen, I, I'm carrying a few extra pounds I shouldn't be, and that's something that I definitely need to address. Uh, and if I can, any amount, any increment that I can drop my body weight down, I know it's going to lead to better training, less stress on my knees, uh, higher energy levels, all those good benefits we all know about. But boy, it's tough to walk away and turn away from donuts and cookies and all those other things. It's going to take some self-discipline. But as I make this my goal and I share it with you, I hope that gives me a, a, a higher level of dedication to it and that that will allow me to uh, stick to my goals and, and hopefully achieve them in terms of hopefully dropping some weight this year. And lastly, uh, I think my third Tung Sudo goal for the year would be to work on my flexibility. Uh, as time has gone by, my height of my kicks has gone lower and lower. My, my technique, I feel, has improved, and uh, I've worked on a lot of very small, subtle changes to improve the technical aspects of my kicks. Uh, but I know that consistency and stretching is more important than just about anything, and that if I really dedicate myself to it, I should be able to get back to uh, the head height roundhouse kicks that I used to be able to do when I was a uh, second and third Don and uh, haven't been able to for, for so many years now. I, I think they're still within my reach and I would like for that to be a part of my my arsenal and my ability to uh, to pull them out and, and show them in my forms and, and also in sparring that uh, it gives me an extra element uh, that I can use. And uh, hopefully, again, that kind of makes me look a little better on the floor and maybe even inspire some of my juniors, uh, perhaps even my seniors, to try to get their uh, flexibility uh, back to a state where it was at one point and maybe soon we'll all be throwing head height kicks on a regular basis and that would be pretty exciting to me. So I guess this brings us to the end of this special New Year's edition of Tungsudo Focus. I'd like to thank you for listening to this particular podcast as well as all the others that you have throughout the year. I am excited and looking forward to 2024, improving and increasing the uh, reach of this podcast. 
and it's without you, it would not be possible. So I thank you for your kind attention. I wish you a healthy and successful new year. I encourage you to set goals for this year and do your best to achieve them and have a great 2024. Tung Su. One last thing, if you'd like to reach out to me and give me any feedback, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, I can be reached at tsdfocus at gmail.com and would love to hear from you. Tung Su.